Do you crave meaningful conversations with people of different backgrounds and perspectives? Do you admire certain people from afar but wish you can get to know them on a deeper level? Thankfully, we live in an incredible age where long-form conversation allows us to connect with those who inspire us beyond the often manufactured sound bites, small talk, and social media posts we are bombarded with on a daily basis. This is a podcast that seeks to provide you, our listeners, with refreshing content from a variety of inspiring guests, a place where we can truly hear their stories. I'm Karen Corrin, and welcome to Soul Sessions with KK. Hey guys, welcome to episode 28 of Soul Sessions with KK. I cannot believe we're up to episode 28 already. I remember when I first started this podcast and how nervous I was to release this show that I've been trying to do for quite some time right now. And we're already here, and I want to thank all my listeners for sticking around and for leaving reviews and keeping me posted of what you want to hear. My next guest is Melinda Strauss. If you don't know Melinda Strauss, you'll get to know her in this episode. Melinda started out as a food blogger and photographer, sharing her passion and love for cooking and baking. But she's much, much more than that. She's an inspirational speaker, but her main profession is health coaching. Now, even though the diet industry might be getting lots of heat right now, Melinda shares her wisdom on how she rises above all the criticism. Although I personally don't advocate for dieting, I understand that there are many different views on the subject. My podcast is a place for the flow of ideas, and it's not an echo chamber. I want to be clear on that. You may not agree with Melinda's lifestyle choices or her political views, but wherever you stand, you will certainly learn from Melinda. Her motto in life is to have respectful conversations with people who think differently from you. We may disagree, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't be kind to each other. We're living in a time of so much uncertainty and chaos, and this conversation will motivate and inspire you, and you will find out what the difference between those two are in this episode. Melinda gives us her wisdom on how to dream big and live your best life. Without further ado, I would love to introduce the real Melinda Strauss. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Soul Sessions with KK. I'm your host, KK, and my guest tonight is someone absolutely remarkable. It's someone I've been meaning to interview for quite some time now, but unfortunately COVID hit and we just didn't have a chance to go around doing it. Actually, my guest tonight is someone who interviewed me just a couple of months ago, and I was thrilled when she asked me to be on her podcast, but now the tables have turned and it's my turn to put her in the hot seat. We're gonna find out all about Melinda Strauss today. Melinda, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, I'm so happy to be here. And by the way, like when I interview people on my show, I never expect that return. And I'm like extra honored right now that I get to be on your show now, so. Yay, I'm so excited. So Melinda, your account, The Real Melinda Strauss, it's a mix of recipes and food blogging, uh, daily walks of inspiration with your dog, 
uh, health coaching, and now in the last couple of months, there's lots of politics on your page. Definitely. So, Melinda, tell the audience, who is the real Melinda Strauss? Such a big question. There's so much. It's amazing because I think that something that I've learned recently about myself is that what I am is a sharer. Like my passion is in sharing things with people. And I always think back to when I was a kid and I used to like, if I liked a shampoo, you knew it. You knew it and you were buying it because I wasn't going to stop until you bought that shampoo. Right. And I still do that today. I love to share. I love to inspire. I love to motivate, although I'm learning that like there's a difference between motivating and inspiring, but I love to be a part of other people's lives in a way that I can impact them. Like I feel so good when I'm impacting someone else's life in some way. And so that is really, I think, what the real Melinda Strauss is all about is being able to share things that I have so much passion about, which is why all those things that you listed, I couldn't take one off if I tried because they're the things that I feel so much passion about. So I'm sharing them. So that's what I really do on, especially, I mean, especially on Instagram, but I started doing it even on like TikTok, which is really cool. Yes. I see you gained the following on TikTok as well. A little bit. I'm, I'm actually, you know what? There's a huge political um, following on TikTok. So for me, it's been really fun to have a place to share specifically. And my audience on TikTok is not specifically a Jewish audience. So yeah. I feel a really special sense of um, responsibility to be able to share when things are happening in the Jewish world that I can share with the rest of the world that they may not always know about. So again, it all just comes down to being able to share. Beautiful. You mentioned something about inspiring versus motivating. Yeah. Can you tell us the difference between that and what you focus on? Sure. I could tell you what I think is a difference because I think that different people will tell you different things. I think motivating is incredible. I think inspiring is incredible. Whichever word you used, if you want to call yourself a motivational speaker, it's amazing. And right. I consider myself that in many ways. But mm -hmm. I find that what happens is when you are motivating someone, they're relying on you to be the one to push them. So when you're, you know, when, when you say the words that make them go, oh, I have to go do that. When you, when you push people with your words, like those, I love a lot of quotes, like a lot of motivational quotes that remind me every day of things that I need to do. I don't, I'm not back home in New York right now. And I, I don't have my like quotes all around me, but they're literally all over my office. Mm -hmm. And I just, I can't stop. Like I just save them everywhere I go, but they're even on my phone, by the way. But one of the differences is when you inspire someone, you're, you're going within them. It's not you telling them what to do, but you're sharing things that, that work and you're giving their, you're inspiring them to do it on their own. So that's what I think is the biggest difference is when you're motivating, it's almost like you're pushing them to do something where you're inspiring is something that they're choosing to do on their own through your words. Wow. Beautiful. So you find that inspiring people is actually something that could be long-term and more impactful than if you're just motivating, go do extra punches. Come on, let's go down. Um, I see that motivational is more like maybe like a gym coach, a personal trainer. I, that's what I think of. But an inspirational speaker is someone who allows someone to develop on their own pace. And, mm -hmm. and they're I both see compassion. Right. right. And they're both really, really important. I think that both have changed me in a million ways. And I think that I love to be able to do both for people. You know, sometimes when I'm on with a client as a health coach, sometimes it's we're having a talk where there's some inspiration behind it. Sometimes they just need a little motivation, which is one of the things I love about having coaches. I think if we could all have a coach for everything in our life, can you imagine all the things that we could do with that little 
that motivational push behind everything we do. But I do think that there's the more long-term effect of inspiration is something really, really powerful, but they're both great. I just, cons- I, I do think I do both. My goal is to inspire more than I motivate. Right. So I'm going to actually take a little turn. I was planning on asking you this question a little bit later, but now that you mentioned it, you mentioned that you're a health coach. Yeah. Um, so a health coach, you need to define what it is, what, what a health coach is. Sure. What kind of health coach you are. Sure. Well, I do think that in every line, in every industry, whatever you call yourself is going to mean something different to you than someone else. So I am an Optivia health coach. I'm an, I'm a certified Optivia coach. There are people who ask me for, for advice with different plans and I'm very specific and I'm always honest with people. I'm certified through my program. So what I believe I, you know, what I'm able to do is coach you through my plan. So as an Optivia coach, I am one step ahead of the person next to me. It's not about having been doing this for five years already, which is incredible. Five years of coaching, but it's a plan that I've done myself. It's a plan I believe in. It's a plan I lost weight with. It's the plan that has literally changed my entire mindset in terms of personal growth. So my goal is to coach people through my program. I'm not a therapist. I'm always very, very clear about that. Not a therapist, not even a certified therapist, although I'm a very good listener. But that's something I've learned through Optivia, by the way. You wouldn't know the lack of listening skill that I had before, but I coach people through my plan one step at a time. Okay. So you've mentioned you're an Octavia coach and Mm -hmm. I think everybody knows right now, especially in the climate that we're in. um, Recently there was a whole, you know, debacle between one influencer and someone who created a diet. Um, There was a war between them. Right Mm -hmm. now there's a lot of um, opposition against diets right? Mm -hmm. So how do you respond to this um, anti-diet culture that's around you when you're in this industry yourself? You are in, I mean, technically, Octavia is a diet. Mm -hmm. So how do you respond to, you know, people who are opposed to diets? Well, I think that there's no wrong way to do things. And I, I, it's something I talk about so much on Instagram that I don't think there's one right and there's one wrong. And I think that I, I think that this, I don't even like to call it anti-diet culture because I believe that it's a bigger mindset than just a culture. I think that for people who don't want to diet in order to find what's right for them, that's beautiful. Like, who am I to tell you that you must go on a diet? And I also think with the word diet that I don't consider it a negative thing as long as you're in it in the right way. Like, if you want to lose weight, I have no problem with people who want to lose weight. I think that it's important every single person that I talk to before they even go on my plan, the first thing that I ask them is to um, tell me what's motivating them. Like I want to know more about their health and I, I won't ever put someone on my plan if I don't know what's behind the motivation. You know, when somebody says, well, I want to lose 20 pounds, well, tell me more. Tell me why, what's going to be different for you when you're 20 pounds lighter? You know, I don't put people on a plan so that they can reach a goal on the scale. The scale is certainly a really great way if you have a goal to, to see how things are going, right? If you have a goal to lose weight and you want to see on the scale that it's happening, that you're going towards your goal, that's cool. I think that any goal that anyone has, you want to see the change happening. But at the end of the day, we don't focus on the number. I don't reach out to my clients every week and say, what'd you lose? What'd you lose? Um, so for me, I think that if somebody wants to lose, I have respect for them and I think go for it. I just think that it's important to have a healthy mindset 
And it's not all about just being skinny, skinny, skinny. Cause I really do. I've learned a lot about the body positivity mo- movement recently. Yeah. And I really love this idea of, first of all, loving yourself as you are, even if you want to change things about yourself, it's so important to learn to love who you are now. And I think that both are important, by the way. Like sometimes I hear people say like, you should just love who you are now. Well, I believe in growth and I believe in change. And I think that there's nothing wrong with loving everything about your body, but also wanting to make changes at the same time. I think that they're, they, they can go hand in hand if you choose for them to. And yeah, so when, I mean, people will message me, I'll be honest, like I'll get messages from people asking me to comment on this or comment on that. I don't. Because I think, number one, in terms of any controversies that are happening around me, I choose to stay in my lane and focus on my clients and my goals and my life because I think that what I'm doing is incredible and I believe in it. So, and sometimes people ask me, I'll just say that to them, like, I love Optivia. I believe in what it's done for me. I think it's super important when you do my plan not to just go on a diet. If you go on Optivia or any plan, by the way, I really think this goes for any plan. If you go on any plan to lose weight, and all you do is eat the food and lose the weight, you're gonna gain it back. It's not a guarantee, but you're probably gonna gain it back because nothing else has changed. Your habits haven't changed, your mindset hasn't changed, the community around you, the people you surround yourself with hasn't changed, and I think wholeheartedly, and that's why my plan isn't just one component, it's four. It's coaching, it's community, it's your habits, and it's our food. It's the weight loss component of it. And I think that without all of that, the weight tends to come back on because nothing else has changed. I've been through it a million times myself where I got to the end of a very, I remember a very specific one and I don't like to knock any other plans because people find what's right for them. But I did a plan where it ended very, very abruptly. And literally that day I was like, so where's the chocolate? I get to have chocolate now. And I was like, well, I mean, nothing, nothing wrong with chocolate, but the way I used to eat chocolate, there was something wrong <laughs> With the way I ate chocolate, it was like, oh, I couldn't stop myself because I had learned nothing. I had learned nothing except for here's how to eat on this specific diet. Right. Yeah. Have you ever gotten specific like hate mail or any hate DMs yourself attacking you? (laughs) Of course. Yes. I I just choose. I've, I've learned to set up boundaries for myself and that includes the responses that I give to people. So I really try to be very respectful. Oh boy, I try to be respectful. I'm not always perfect, but when somebody sends me a message and they're really angry about something, I will actually, I won't even respond to what they're talking about. I will first say, if you want to have a discussion, I'm here for it, but please respect me and I'll respect you in return. And if they can't do that, then I won't even have that conversation with them. I'll stop it before it even starts. Mm -hmm. Yes, I noticed that about you. You're very into respectful communication, no matter how different we are from the other person, which I really, really admire about you. Um, Let's talk about a few months back when the whole George Floyd uh, situation happened and there were all these protests and there was like a civil war again, but online. And I remember that you were one of the very few people who posted online um, about like anti-Semitism and you had a different viewpoint from the majority of people that I was seeing where mostly people were talking about black lives matter and that we're, we're racist and we have to work on our racism. But you were one of the very few people who actually, you know, went, went with a different narrative. So can you tell us what encouraged you to, to do that? 
Oh my gosh, yes. And I, I still talk this, like that was actually the catalyst to a huge change in my own Instagram, which was to talk more about anti-Semitism and politics and all the things that are currently happening in the world beyond just how to change your mindset. Because before then it was really all about habits and mindset. And, you know, learning how to dream and all these beautiful things that I still do daily, but suddenly it was like, oh my gosh, there's so much happening in the world right now and I can't ignore it, I just can't. And that leads us back right to the, me sharing and not being able to stop myself. Yeah. Uh, so what happened was all this stuff was happening, right? And everybody everywhere, all, so, so all over like the big social media people and the celebrities and everybody was talking about what happened with George Floyd. And just a few months before that, um, there was insane amounts of anti-Semitism and murder happening in New York City to Jewish people, New York City, all over New York. I mean, it was happening all over the country. I was on my Pesach program, uh, was it last year? I was in San Diego, a mile away from the shooting that happened at the Chabad house. And, and I remember the helicopters and all these things happening. I was a mile away. And we were sitting around the pool when it happened. And, and there was somebody there, you know, somebody was making drinks. who was like, there was a shooting and all of us were just taken so aback. And from that point on, it's like, you kept hearing him. I mean, a man was literally almost, I, was, I don't even remember if he actually died, who was attacked with a machete a machete. Yeah. And I'm sitting here going, all of that is happening and no one's saying a word. And it's just all I could think about all weekend. And when that is happening in my brain, I know that I'm not the only one thinking it. I know that if I can't stop thinking about it, I'm not alone. So that's when I share because, and I like to think a lot. I actually talk to my husband about these things a lot where I'm like, can I just talk it out with you before I talk about it on Instagram to make sure I'm not crazy? <laughs> and which happens sometimes. Sometimes he's like, no, Mel, just, you don't have to talk about that one. But this felt like I couldn't keep quiet. And so I went into my stories and I talked about how I was feeling and I was getting such a response from people who were going, thank you for saying what I've been thinking. Oh my gosh, I just talked about this at the Shabbos table with my family. Like everybody's responses were very similar. In my stories, I wasn't getting a lot of attack from people because I guess the people who followed me in stories were more like my people, you know? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. So a lot of people were saying, and there were people who were like, whoa, whoa, it's not your turn, which that's something we can discuss. But I, with that amount of people in my stories, I realized it had to go to my feed because in stories, it's private conversations, but in my feed, people can talk to each other. And that to me, and I do this on Facebook too, like I thrive on giving people a space to talk to each other because it can't just be me and you. Like if we're all talking about this, I, I know that you all need to be talking about this with more people, even if it leads to arguments and it leads to more education on any side. So I took it to my feed and did not expect the response <laughs> got, which was a lot of people telling me it's not your turn. It's not your turn, which I look yeah, back now. I got that a lot. Yeah. And I keep reminding, I keep kind of reminding people now and I'm like, remember when you said it wasn't our turn? Well, one of the things that I really felt at the time was that there are no turns. You know, being someone from Seattle, I've known about the BLM movement for a really long time. It's been around for many, many years. There's a lot of people in, this, in my neighborhood who had their BLM signs, who've always talked about this, this organization. It wasn't as big and well-known right. as it is now, but it wasn't surprising for me when I found out what was going on. And I guess it was for a lot of people who are suddenly going, oh, we have to educate ourselves. You know, the term woke, which I tend to use for myself too. I just think it's a great word, <laughs> but it's, it's something where a lot of people didn't realize this was happening. I have a lot of opinions about systemic racism and I have a lot of opinions about BLM, the movement and the organization. They're very different. But when people were saying, but it's not your turn. And I was like, but what, 
we're, this is all happening at the same time. This isn't a game of your turn and my turn. And I just felt so strongly about that. I mean, right now there is so much divisiveness and polarization between Jews, mm. reform Jews, Orthodox Jews, left-wing Jews versus right-wing Jews. It's just, it's madness right now. So I know there's anti-Semitism. Obviously it's at an all-time high right now. But at the same time, like there's anti-Semitism within our like Jewish group. How can we as a people start fighting anti-Semitism when we ourselves are in such a low point? Where can we start? I mean, you may not have the answers, but if you can, what do I you think, think? So I do think that the biggest thing is, is learning how to accept that people feel differently than you. Like I grew up Orthodox. I'm Orthodox. I'm an Orthodox Jew. I'm an Orthodox Jew who wears pants and doesn't cover my hair. And already right there, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Right. I get those people who are like, you can't be that. And I look at them and I've had these conversations for years on Instagram and, and I've had so many amazing conversations. I take the opportunity to be by being different, to teach other people how it's okay to be different, that I can grow up keeping kosher and going to an Orthodox school and doing all the things that you do, but still wearing pants and not covering my hair. And that to me is the most important thing to teach is how to respect other people who feel differently than you. And the same goes for the, and that's a big thing in the Jewish world. You can be reformed. You can be Orthodox. You could be ultra Orthodox. You could be Chabad. You could be whatever you're going to be. That doesn't mean that somebody else can't be another version of Jewish and still be respected for their choices. And I've always right. felt that way. And, and so I've definitely taken the opportunities on Instagram whenever I can to remind people of that, especially when they are coming at me with judgment. And I know, I know wholeheartedly that when people do come that way, I believe that there is just something they don't know. I do think that there are people who attack because they have things going on in their lives and they're, they're angry, whatever it may be. It's not about me. But when somebody comes at me because of something religious, like I wore, I, this is years ago and I was wearing a V-neck t-shirt and somebody came at me and I was like, you do know that, it, that Orthodox Jews wear t-shirts and V-necks and, and she just wasn't from that world. Right. The same way that I grew up in an Orthodox world and didn't know, I will tell you, it took me a very long time to understand what it meant to be Jewish, but not religious at all, but very connected to your Judaism until I met some amazing bloggers who taught me that because I had no idea. I was like, how can they eat non-kosher food and be calling themselves kosher or Jewish? And then all of a sudden it was like, wait, you, of course you can be that. And look how they're bringing in more Jews to our world by connecting with them. So if we could just accept that it's, a, that we can be different and still respect each other, it's a really big start. Cause right now what's happening is that we're our own worst enemy. We're just hating on each other. And somebody recently was like, Oh, I hope Mashiach comes. And I was like, I hope so too. But if we if we, we as Jews are hating on each other, Mashiach's not coming. We need, it's not just about the rest of the world accepting us because I believe that this is part of what God wanted for us. I believe that as the people who chose God, as the chosen people, that we're always going to have the biggest challenges. But we have to start accepting within our Jewish world how to accept each other, not expecting the rest of the world to accept us, but to accept ourselves first. And how does one begin to accept themselves? Well, there's accepting ourselves and accepting others, accepting, right? Accepting uh, their fellow Jewish brothers and sisters. Less judgment. Less judgment and assuming we know why other people make the choices they make. And 
for me recently, like, you know, there's all this controversy around mask wearing. Yeah. And I get people who say (laughs) horrible things and they judge others. And I, I, this is something that's been really important too, that we start to judge people based on something they do. Like when you see a mom in the grocery store and her kids are screaming and yelling and there are people who judge and go, that's a bad mom. Well, you don't know their situation. You don't know their story. You don't know why they made those choices. And I think the same thing with mask wearing, as controversial as that sounds, we don't know why somebody else makes the choice they make. We don't. And assuming that that person is evil or doesn't care about others because they're not wearing a mask, there's so much more to it. So much more. And I think that's a really big part of this is when we stop placing our stories of other people onto them, when we stop judging them and assuming we know why they're doing that, I think it's a really good step in accepting that people are in a different place and that we can let them be. Let them be. And that's the same thing with, with dieting that we were talking about and, and all these different things where, where there are people who will say like, well, you're wrong because you're on a diet. And I'm like, there are so many people out there that are in a different mindset than you. Right. And we're all in different places in our lives. And how can we just say, well, you're wrong when we don't even know what's going on in that person's mind, what that person's baggage comes with, right. All the different things. So if we just stop trying to place judgment on others, we can accept that they're where they are in their life. They'll, they'll figure out what they need to figure out, but it's not our business. What if someone is blatantly and very purposefully doing something that's harmful? You know, the greatest thing is the control you have over your own life. I know that's difficult when we're talking about safety, but if somebody's out there and they're trying to change people, if you go and do your thing, if you have a voice, which we all do, by the way, and you see somebody else using it in a way you don't like, Instead of going and bashing them for the way they're using your voice, what if you instead use yours? I love that. Yours. And and show other people how you feel. And that's where inspiration comes in, right? If you can use your voice to inspire people differently than that other person, then you're doing your part. But if all you're going to do is go bash them for what they're doing, that's not going to change them, right? We see all these people who, when you're bashing, you're saying not nice things. You're not changing someone's mind. (laughs) It's just Mm -hmm. not going to happen. If somebody comes to my page and they're like, you're wrong, you need to educate yourself. I promise you that person is making zero effect in my life besides just being annoying and making me go, oh, another person to deal with. But if you come to me as a respectful person and say, hey, I have some questions for you. Like I had a few people who said to me, um, and it was bizarre. They were both people who had never messaged me before. And they both said something very similar. We think what you're saying is really dangerous. And we want to tell you why you're wrong. I was like, I'm not really up for that kind of a conversation because I believe that if you want to be heard, you need to first listen. So if you want to, if you want to be able to share with me where you're coming from, you, you got to first understand where I'm coming from. Because otherwise, how can you make any changes? How can you change my mindset if you don't even know what my mindset is? Mm-hmm. I don't even know where that question started, but that's where we just yeah. ended. Yeah. So, I mean, with politics that is on your page quite often right now, <laughs> I find that with politics, it's constant bashing the other party without like using your voice to say why your political views are correct. Instead, yeah. it's all about why why a lefty is wrong or why the right wingers are wrong. Mm-hmm. First of all, I want to say, well, how did, like, why did you take that risky move when maybe you knew or you didn't know that it could be kind of like career suicide mm-hmm. or 
it could bring down your reputation that once you get into politics? Like that was my question for you. That's a really good question. Uh, so I was never worried about that. I knew I would lose followers, by the way, like guaranteed knew I would lose followers, but I've always felt like because I have a voice, I have a voice for so many people who, who don't. And when I talk, I know other people feel the same. And when the, I'm going to say the left, but like, I know it's not everybody. It's just a general right. way of saying it. But when there are so many people on the left who are very outspoken and very, very loud on Instagram, we'll talk specifically Instagram because that's where most you know people are hearing about that. But mm -hmm. there's people on the left are very, very loud and outspoken. And I find that more people on the right or more conservative or Trump supporters are much more quiet. There's a reason for that because usually what happens is when someone says I'm voting for Trump, they get, they get attacked. And I had enough. I had enough of being the silent majority. I'm putting that in quotes, but it's, and there is still such a, I believe silent majority, but I am not a silent person. It's never been within me. It's not something I can do. If something's important to me, I speak up about it. And knowing that I would not be alone in what I said gave me so much strength to say what I said. And then to get the feedback that I got, a 90% of the people who respond to me are thanking me or they're sharing more information with me or they're, they're saying, I feel the exact same way you do. And that's what keeps me going because I know there's people who feel the other way. And again, if somebody's not respectful, there's no conversation to be had with me. You cannot have a conversation with me if you are not respectful because I'm going to respect you, you respect me. Um, telling me I need to educate myself, by the way, not respectful. Um, I yeah. And at the beginning, when I did post that anti-Semitic, that post about anti-Semitism that led to all the people saying, it's not your turn, we're talking about BLM right now and George Floyd, it gave me this. And so many people said, educate yourself. And I'd never really heard that concept before. So I started educating myself. Mm -hmm. And I started watching the movies that they were telling me to watch, that the people who were yelling at me were telling me to watch. And it did the exact opposite of what they wanted because it actually gave me more of an education on what's really going on and the, the fake news. And the, I mean, we can go off and off about it. Right. But it made me realize how much information I didn't know. And I know if I don't know it, other people don't know it. And because I feel the responsibility to share, I shared. And I can't stop. Now, sometimes people say to me, go back to recipes. And I'm like, you must have not been following me for a while because I've been doing inspiration and all that good stuff for a while. So if you want just recipes, go back to like, I don't know, what year did I start my blog? Like, <laughs> it's been so many years since I changed right. my name, even from Kitchen Tested to the real Melinda Strauss, which was when the, the biggest change happened when I, I really was able to accept moving forward into what I wanted, not just like holding on to my past. Did you make that change because you wanted to be more multifaceted? You don't want to just stick to one niche? Is that what it was? It was partially that because I had already started sharing, you know, with, again, I said before with Optavia that I suddenly was like learning about personal growth and learning how to dream and learning all these incredible things that I never could do before. And I was sharing them, but I was sharing them as a blog, as a food blogger. So I was seen as a food blogger with like a little side gig as a health coach. But really the truth is that when it comes to my business, my, my literal bread and butter, the, the people that I help, the money I put in my pocket, the business that I'm able to run, paying for my kids to go to school, all these beautiful things I can do now that comes through Optivia. That is my business. And that is something that I realized I want to be, I want to own that more and not just hide behind just being a food blogger, which I love 
being a food blogger and I still consider myself one, but I realized that I was becoming so much more than that. And then it happened to be, and I don't know if you know the story about Gary V. what happened? Yes, I, I actually so saw cool. live. That was you amazing. Yeah. When you were on there? Come no, on. No, I think you said, oh, okay. mentioned it, and then I looked at it, and I saw you. I'm like, oh my God, that's so cool. Crazy, because I was on one of his lives, and he would do these lives where he would just bring people on to ask questions. And, and I, was, I saw that a lot of people were asking, and I'm like, oh, you know, I'm not going to do it. There's no way he would pick me. I'm too far down the line. But then I was shaking, literally shaking inside. I'm like, just press the button. What's the worst that can happen? And then within a minute, he chose me and suddenly I'm going live with Gary Vee. After this like rapper that he was talking to, he made a joke about it. He's like from a rapper to like a white food blogger. <laughs> it was amazing. And, and I was able to ask him this question that had been making me crazy, which was so simple. Do I change my name? And what do I do? Because there's another Melinda Strauss on Instagram. And he's like, is she competition to you? I'm like, no. She doesn't even respond. Like she's just another person with the same name as me. And he's like, great. So here's what you're going to name yourself. And he's like, bye, go. And I literally got off that. <laughs> and you changed and it. I got off and I changed it. And I went back on the, the, the live to watch the rest of it and to also share what I did. And it was so cool. What an experience. You know, I was actually, I met someone a year ago who was looking at me. He's like, you look so familiar. And he legit remembered me from that live. A wow. random stranger. <laughs> who remembered my face, probably was the Melbourne, but he remembered my face from that live, which is like crazy to think about. But I was like, whatever you say, Gary B, like I trust the way, and he's, he's someone who motivates and inspires. Right. What he did in that moment, that was some straight up motivation. I was like, do this, do this, do this. And I was like, done. No more questioning, no more thinking too much about it. Cause let's be honest, how many times do we think and think and think about doing something? So we never do it because we want it to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Change your name a million times if you need to. Right. Right. You can start your blog. You can do it. You could start your podcast and it could be terrible. Who cares to start it anyway? So that's, that's what I did. I love Hi everyone. Hope you're enjoying the conversation so far. We'll be back in a minute, but here's a quick word from our sponsor. Are you having trouble falling asleep, experiencing eye fatigue or suffering from headaches? Yeah, that sounds like me too. Well, likely has to do with your eyes. Studies show that blue light emanating from the screens of digital devices is damaging to the eyes, causing them to strain and age rapidly while potentially leading to macular degeneration. Additionally, disrupted sleep patterns and migraines are just some of the many side effects scientists have discovered. Thanks to innovative lens technology by NYC-based eyewear brand 12, there is a solution for you. 12's blue light filtering, anti-glare, scratch-resistant, waterproof lenses shield your eyes and enhance your digital viewing experience. And they make sure you look good doing it by providing trendy and classic unisex frames that complete any look, whether casual or chic. 12 frames make for a thoughtful gift, but make sure to treat yourself first. I tell you from experience, these glasses have been a godsend for me. You might ask, what if I don't have a prescription? Well, the good news is that you can wear these amazing, lightweight, durable glasses even if you don't have a prescription. It still does its job protecting your eyes since the problem is usually right in front of your face. 
And hey, if you already wear contact lenses, it's an ideal combo. Even when you're not staring at your phone, computer, or TV, you can simply wear it as a fashion statement when you're out and about and enjoy the UV protection it provides. So kiss that foggy brain goodbye with 12 eyewear. As an added bonus, they offer free shipping and free returns. Make sure to follow at 12 eyewear on Instagram now to stay tuned for the launch of their Instagram and Facebook shop, which will be available in a few days. In the meantime, you can place your orders via their website, 12eyewear.com. That's 12eyewear.com. Oh, and don't forget to save 12% on your order by using promo code KK12 at checkout. 12. Protected eyes, perfected style. All that. We don't agree on everything. I mean, like you said, it's okay. You're different. I'm different. I, I personally, I am not into diets. I haven't dieted in 10 years, but I still respect you. It's fine. But one of the things I do admire about you is that you stand for what you believe in and you're unapologetic. And it's not that you don't care what people think, but I don't, how do you explain that? It's, you do care what people think. I do. I definitely care what people think. And I've learned, it's taking me a long time to learn how to have empathy. That's not something that has come naturally to me. And um, while I am a good listener and I know that I am, I, I, I don't always understand where people are coming from. So like, I'll get frustrated <laughs> for sure. But it's not something that I actually learned from Rachel Hollis. And I, I give that woman a lot of credit because she, for, for a lot of changes in my life, because she was saying things and I'm going, wait, I could think differently about my life. I think there was so much that I didn't know was possible in terms of growing and changing. I just thought this is who I am. I'm a person who gossips and I'm a person who, you know, is lazy and watches TV all day and doesn't care. Like that's really a person that I was many years ago. And, and I learned something from her that I always loved. And she said, and she, she'll, she'll tell you like she learned it in church and it was don't give people in the cheap seats an expensive opinion of your life. I love that. What that means is people are going to have their opinions of you. People are going to have opinions of you for a million different reasons. I don't like to ever put like, sometimes people will say things like, oh, that person's jealous. I don't know why they're doing the things they're doing. Maybe they're having a really bad day. Maybe their kids are making them crazy. Maybe they got honked at. Maybe they got fired. Maybe they just burnt their dinner. Like people have different reasons for being how they are. And, or, and they're, or they're just dealing with whatever baggage they have. That's not on me. And I know that, and I'm so aware, like, I know that no one's perfect. And I think sometimes I do things that I would like to shift and change. And I apologize, but for the most part, other people's opinions are not, they don't shape me as a person. And that's not easy. And I actually said that to a client the other day who was worried. She was like, I want to talk about what I'm doing. And I'm so proud of what I'm doing, but I'm afraid of the judgment. And I was like, listen, most people just don't understand what you're doing. So the judgment they're putting on you is based on their own feelings based on their own understanding of what you're doing. So it, let them think what they think, but it shouldn't change who you are and what you're doing with your life if it's something you really are passionate about. Where do you get your passion from? Uh. Because <laughs> is this something that you're born with? Because I do notice that there are people who are just naturally perky, naturally <laughs> like, let's go, let's do this, naturally positive. Was yeah. that you all the time? 
I'm definitely a morning person. Yes, you are. <laughs> like, they're like, yes, can you, you stop? <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Like, I wake up in the morning. I've always been like that. Like, I used to go fishing a lot. And I still love fishing. Whatever time you set the alarm, I'm up. Mind oh you, God. I can sleep till 11 o'clock if you don't set an alarm. So I, I have the ability to sleep forever and ever, but I just happen to be a naturally perky person. And I, I'm definitely a passionate person by nature. I am not a go-getter by nature, though. So I have a lot of passion, but a lot of my passion has always just been not small. Small is not the right word, but I never really did a lot with it. And I learned how to set goals, which is really not natural for me at all, even when people think it is. But I, I'm naturally a talker. You, I could, if I turned around and talked to the wall right now, we we'll talk back. It's fine. But so that passion is naturally there. And I do think, by the way, that most people do have natural passion. I think that fear holds people back from doing anything with their passion. Like if you ask a person, what, do you, what makes you happy? Most people have something. Even yeah. if it's small, they have something. Where it's, it's there. They just don't know what to do with it. It's, right. it's, so that's something. And I think that can be taught because I've been taught how to do, how, what to do with your passion. Can you give us a little piece of advice? Can you, to the women who are listening about if they want to start their own business or food blog, where do they start? Well, number one is just start, like just start and be really messy. You don't need the perfect office. You don't need the nicest computer. You don't even need a beautiful food blog to start your food blog. Believe me, I didn't even know what a food blog was when I started. Mine was hideous beyond belief. I just started. And even the name, like it happened to be that I had the name at the beginning, but it was just kind of made up and it worked. Just start. And it's, it's hard to hear this, but don't think too much about it. Mm. And it's okay to be cautious. It's okay to think. There's, there's an acronym that I love, love, love so much. And it's, it's for fear. Fear is false evidence appearing. Oh, I real. love that. And I think that fear holds people back from doing the thing they want because they start thinking of all the things that could happen, all the negative things that could happen. Because most people naturally don't think of all the good things. Because just like fear makes you think of the bad things, I don't even have an acronym for it, but there's so many good things that could potentially come mm -hmm. from it. Like, what if you start your blog, the what ifs? And I've always had this, I literally started a book that I never finished, of course, but I'm calling it what if, because I believe that every what if has a negative and a positive. Well, what if you succeed? What if you actually make money doing that? What if you make new friends? What if you build a new community? And I always think in food blogger land or in health coach land, like what happens if you start helping people and you help just a few, you change people's lives, right? What happens if you start a food blog and it's slow, but people start actually listening. And then suddenly you're making money. And suddenly you're, 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 you have a cookbook. Like so many cool things can happen if you stop thinking about all the bad things that could happen. Mm -hmm. And what other people think of you. Yeah, big time. At the end of the day, there is always someone who's gonna judge you. Always, you are never gonna do anything. So ever. even though you do care about what people think, mm -hmm. How do you, like, that was because, my question. Right. So I care. It's a weird thing to say. I'm I, like, I don't even know how to ask the question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try and answer it. I'm going to try my best. So I care about what people think in the sense that I want to respect other people. I want to respect other people's boundaries. I, I want to make sure that I'm not being a mean person. Like, I care what other people think of me in that way. Like, I'm not going to go out of my way to be, be mean 
because I, I care, but I, but I don't care about certain things that people think. Like right. if I love being a coach, I don't care that someone else doesn't like Optavia. That doesn't bother me because I know the lives that I'm changing. Cause I know, and then people say this a lot and you're like, what the heck does it mean? My why? But I know what I want. I know the people that I want to help. So I don't have, I don't have to help everybody. And this is an interesting conversation because a lot of people think like in business, well, how do I break out of the Jewish world? Right. And I'm sitting here thinking, but there's so many Jews that need help. There's so many Jews that want the help, not need. Nobody needs my help, but there are so many people who want it within my own community. I'm not ready to, if I help somebody, I'm happy to help anybody, but I'm not making it my business personally to reach outside of the community that I have when I know so many people who, who want my support within my community too. I want to be able to work with all the people, but I also know that there's always going to be somebody who doesn't like what I'm doing. There's always going to be somebody, I feel this way, I'm, I'm not comparing myself to our president, but <laughs> I do think that, and this is, I think that, you know, I'm going to say damned if you do, damned if you don't, that no matter what kind of tweet he puts out, even though he tweets too much, uh, there's always going to be people who yes, he does. Upset. And I think <laughs> right. that's what he says, because I think that he just feels like, Somebody's going to hate me no matter what I do. So I'm just going to do what makes me happy and what's changing the country and all those things because they're always going to hate what I do and say. So I'm just going to do what I want, but do it with respect. That's something that I'm focused on. I don't think that uh, getting to the president, I don't always think there's respect there, but I think even with that, like politicians are another ball game and I can't understand them and I don't want to because that's right. not something that I want for myself. And I, I, I can't understand people who have that kind of power. I just think if just for if just respect people, like I'm saying that's yes, both I love sides. that. But if you, and it goes for both sides too. Don't care about what other people think of you and stop worrying about what everybody else is doing. Like, don't worry so much about me. If you focus on yourself and changing yourself and inspiring others through what you're doing, then you don't have to worry so much about what I'm doing. Because I'll touch the lives that I'm going to touch and you're going to touch the lives that you're going to touch. And there's enough room for everybody to do their own thing. Yeah. There's a yeah. lot of people in the world. Yeah. There's 330 million Americans, just mm -hmm. Americans, right. a lot of people. So that's, that's also why I feel like there's no one right and wrong. Listen, are there things that are wrong? Sure. Murder is wrong. Stealing is wrong. There are things that are just very clearly wrong, especially coming from the 10 commandments. Like it's very simple, but there are a lot of things that there's gray area and yeah. that's why I feel like you do you, I'll do me. And, and it's cool. Like, yeah we can live side by side. I have friends who, who hate Trump and I think yeah. he's great, but we are still friends at the end of the day. It's not affecting either of us in, in a very deep way that we can't be friends anymore because we can even talk about it because right. we've accepted that we can end the conversation, not agreeing with each other. It's not easy, but it works. Wow. Yeah. I just, I'm looking at the political climate we're in. Every time you go online, there's another argument do you think that this social media world is helping people to have this healthy, respectful communication that we're getting somewhere with the communication? Because at the end of the day, they're saying it's supposed to unite us and bring us together. We're speaking to people all across the world, sharing our views. Or do you think the opposite is happening? I think both. I truly think both because, and I don't even know any kind of percentage I could put on it that which one's worse or better because they're both happening at the exact same time. You're seeing 
on some posts where people are screaming and yelling at each other, which by the way, we know that doesn't actually do anything. So calm down. Uh, but when you yeah, have those exactly. kinds of messages, it's not helping. But I think that it's also uniting people. And I can say specifically with TikTok, because that's a place where I see that kind of unity in a different way, just because of the community that I'm building and the community I'm a part of, that there's so much support. It's nuts. And it's, it's an incredible thing. And it gives me so much hope. And I think that hope is really important because sometimes you hear from people who just feel so down when you see mm -hmm. so much hatred and so much fighting from all the way up and down, all over social media, it makes you feel like what, what is happening to this world? But there are so many good people. There are so many good people out there who are respectful, who are nice, who support each other no matter what. It's out there. I get it. I have conversations with very specific people in my, in, in my messages on Instagram. And we, we know, I see their names and I'm like, okay, here we go. Because I know we're about to get to a very deep conversation, but it never gets out of hand. That's beautiful. Forever. Like we just, I'm excited to talk to them because I know that they're going to give me perspective that I don't have because I'm in more of a bubble on one side. I'm more in the right. right bubble, right? I have a right bias. So mm -hmm. it's so important for me to have the left people who are more, less conservative than I am coming in to talk to me about how they feel. I may not agree with it, but my goodness, at least I understand it. You the understand same way that, I love, yeah, I love to talk to people who are, who believe in the body positivity movement, who are anti-diet, who are all those things. Cause even if I'm going my own way, at least I understand where you're coming from. Then there's less right. judgment too, by the way, when you understand and aren't just making up in your mind, well, that person's anti-diet because, and I heard, I've heard some terrible things and I'm like, you don't know them. Right. Know them. So it's, it really is. I really believe that social media is a beautiful thing, but it can also be a very detrimental place. And we each have the choice to set up our boundaries and of the people that we surround ourselves with, the people that we follow, the people that we allow to follow us, the mm -hmm. friends that we keep in our life. That is something really harsh to hear. But sometimes there are people in your life that are toxic and they don't need to be there. I, I think there's a difference between disagreeing with someone and having toxicity, right? So that's a very personal decision everyone has to make. I don't think that you should drop friends because they feel differently than you. But sometimes there's a person in your life who no matter what you do, won't ever support you. It's not a friend. Right, right. And it's hard to hear that, but you choose your surroundings. You, yeah. only you, only each of us gets to choose the boundaries that we set. I'm big on boundaries, can you tell? Yes, <laughs> I love that. It gives me so much more sanity. Yeah. It does because not allowing the the crazy to be in my head all the time. For sure. And you're not self-conscious and you're, no, you're not letting other people rule you. No, meaning like you're not letting other people dictate what you need to be doing and what you need to be saying. Right. It's on your terms. It's not on other people's terms. Exactly. And I do, I think it's important to know, cause I sound like an angel right now. Like, oh my God, how do I reach what Melinda's doing? I'm not perfect. And I mean that I'm still self-conscious. I still worry about what people think. Not every person. I have certain people in my life, let's say like siblings, where I'm like, I, I hope they're proud of what I'm doing or like my parents. So I have people in my life that they're not the cheap seats. They're the expensive seats. So I want yes. them to, to be a part of my life and to understand what I'm doing. And you know what? If somebody in those expensive seats doesn't necessarily understand something, that's okay too. Yeah. It sucks and it hurts. <laughs> it does. Right. It, I just don't let it stop me. Right. And 
I can't because I know they don't get it. Just, I think we get a lot of messages about feeling our feelings. We know we're in a very, very, very difficult emotional and mental state right now. And all around you, you're just hearing buzzwords about feel your feelings. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to just not be okay. Mm -hmm. When I talk to you, I don't get that vibe. <laughs> I don't get that vibe. No, it's, um, I get more of a, like, feel your feelings, but let's go. Like, oh yeah, definitely. Cause I think that's the vibe I get from you. Yeah. Not to dwell. I think, I think it's important to feel your feelings. My goodness. Like, and I've learned a lot about that in my own personal life, because I think it's hard to allow yourself to feel the sadness and to feel the, the hurt and to feel those things. You got to feel them. You can't ignore them, but don't dwell. Don't dwell. It's like sitting in the bottom of a well and letting it fill up with water. And it's different for every person. I'm not here to say it's 30 seconds. It's a minute. Like take all the time, take what you need yeah. to feel out what you have to feel, but don't let it stop you from doing the things that you want to do. And that's so hard to do. And I know that it's hard to do. Especially now. Yeah. But if you just spend all your time and you know what, sometimes it takes a couple months. Sometimes it's a couple months of sadness or whatever that, that feeling is. It's don't punish yourself. Just see where you're at. Acknowledge it. I'm very, I love to be aware of my surroundings. Be aware of what's going on. It's okay. Okay. So I was here. That's the past and I felt it and I did it. Now I can, I'm going to move forward but without punishing yourself for feeling it because it's a natural thing to do and we all have different times that it takes to get there. But if you're thinking backwards instead of forwards, you're never going to be able to move forwards. I love that. Yeah. Melinda, who are some of your greatest role models? Huh. Uh, well, I will say my parents for sure. Yeah, I see um, that. Yeah. I love your dad. I'm Guys. <laughs> And he loves you. He loves Instagram. I love Melinda's dad. Everyone needs to follow Melinda just for her dad. Sorry. He's pretty awesome. And I, he's what I love about my dad so much. My parents are so different, but so alike. And then they're both very passionate people. Again, where I get this from. And when they believe in something like, Lord help me, when my mom <laughs> is on a mission, get ready. But my dad is just, he's, he loves so many different things and he focuses on the things he's good at. Like people ask me, how is he good at everything? I'm like, he's not but he only focuses on the things he's really good at. The you know he's good at cooking. <laughs> he loves to cook. And he's so, he loves to study. He loves to learn. He loves to teach, by the way. He's a big teacher. I, I think that's a lot of why I like to teach too. But he's someone, and my grandfather was the same way. His father, very similar in a lot of ways. So my grandparents, all four, were amazing people. And it's, it's this is a really weird thing I'm about to say, okay? But I remember at my Zadie's funeral, when... Um, everyone was talking because I wasn't able to be at my other grandparents. One was in Israel. One, I actually had a very severe flu when he was on his way to Israel. So I couldn't go. So my Zadie was my first grandparent funeral I, I was able to go to. And there was, he did so much. He started a shul in the Valley and he's just always been a part of everything. And everybody in California knows the Korchaks. And he, I was listening to the way people talking about him and going, that's what I want. Like, this is where it's weird. It's like, I want to make sure that one day at my own funeral that people are able to 
say all of these incredible things that I did for others. And that's something that all of my grandparents have always done. Like, oh my gosh, they were so into that. My parents too. So that's like the family role models. I'm a huge Rachel Hollis fan. Huge. I think that, oh, she has inspired and changed me in ways that, and I know she even say, no, I didn't change you. You changed you. Right. But she has inspired me in ways I didn't know were possible to become a better person. So if I had to like outside of family world, pick one person who I could listen to talk every day, it would be Rachel Hollis for sure. Wow. Yeah. So for those of the people who are listening right now, who don't have a role model or don't have any exemplary family member or rabbi or teacher, what message do you have for them to get that inspiration to live their best life when they don't, when their circumstances are, you know, not the best? Find someone, find a mentor. They're out there. They're out there and I've seen it and I've heard this advice before, which is why I can, I feel I can give it with confidence, find someone. And it might even be someone you have in your life already, by the way. Sometimes people just don't even think about the people who inspire them. You can do anything you need to do on your own, but it's so amazing to have someone to guide you. That's why I love coaching. Like, that's why I've always thought that it's so amazing. Like, I think, I wish that everyone in, in, in the world could have their own therapist. I wish that everyone could have it for free. And that it was like, here yeah. you go, here's an amazing, you get to choose them. And, and it would be amazing because I believe that everyone needs someone to talk to and have a mentor, not always a coach, but having a mentor. And they're like, and I have different mentors in different parts of my life. And I'm going to tell you, I have paid to have mentors before. And I think I actually did a podcast on my, I can't remember who it was with. We talked about this where- Was it Yafa? No. No, you know, it, it was Sam from Frosting and Fettuccine. And we had talked about this concept of being able to, you know, if you don't know how to do something and YouTube isn't enough, by the way, YouTube is amazing. Yes, and I heard. You can, and you can afford it. And there are different price points. Find someone to mentor you. I've paid different people in different places in my life and my business to help me find my way. The reason I know how to dream now the way that I can was a huge breakthrough with someone that was teaching me how to grow my business who I was paying to help me grow my business. And he said to me on our first day, first he said, I'm not your therapist. <laughs> I appreciated that. But then he said, what do you want to gain from this? And I said, I want to learn how to dream. It was like, whoa, because I lived in reality land. Like you can't dream. You have to think one day ahead at a time. And how right. can I be- think of, of speaking on stage to, to 10,000 women? That'll never happen. And he's like, don't worry about it. If you don't even have it in your mind, how are you ever going to even come close to reaching that? Mm. So it's, go find them, him, yeah. her, whatever it may be. If you don't have a mentor, figure it out, find someone in your life. And you know what people do? And this is something I've always loved because, you know, every year I run, and unfortunately I haven't been able to do one this year because of COVID, a conference called the Jewish Food Media Conference. Mm-hmm. And it's been so special to me, more than the education is the connections. Because every year people leave that conference with friends that they didn't know they were going to have before. And I get chills even as I say it to you, because I can legit have chills because it really happens every single year. These people leave with a new friend and that that's how you find your mentor. Get out of your house. (laughs) And I know COVID times make things a little more difficult. Reach out to someone through Instagram. If you really want to meet with them, tell them that. 
Yeah. It may not be the right person for you, but they could lead you the way and this and that, but put it, put in the effort to go find someone to, to help inspire and guide you. Melinda, besides finding a mentor, is there any other message you want to give to the audience about how to live your best life? Oh my gosh. <laughs> so much. First of all, take care, take care of yourself first. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you are, and this is, you know, you all heard this one before, filling your cup before filling other people's. But if you don't take any time to take care of yourself, how the heck can you take care of anyone else? Right? It's the same concept of loving yourself. No one else is going to teach you how to love yourself but you. You need to learn how to love yourself and other people will, will love you too. And that's great. And maybe it's finding a spouse. Maybe it's having children, whatever it may be building a business, whatever it is that you want, just take, make sure you're taking care of yourself in whatever way works for you, whether it's making sure you get enough sleep or journaling, figuring out things that you're grateful for, uh, getting a pedicure, if it makes a difference, even if it's once a week, I, I really think that it's, it's impossible and exhausting to try and grow in any way. If you're not spending any time on yourself. Well, I have so many other questions for you, but we are running out of time. Like, oh my gosh, the questions I have because you have so many good questions, by no, the way. No, because you so know, I see things. you and I'm more of a realist. You know, I'm very practical. And speaking to someone like you, you're a dreamer. Sky's <laughs> the limit. And I'm just like, wait, but first things first, and we have to do this and that. So talking to you is just, it's really inspiring me. I have one last question before we go. And that is, are there limits to dreaming? No, absolutely not. And my biggest rule with dreaming now, and I say now because my gosh, realist was my life. Three years ago, even I have to think of when I met his name is Cliff and he's amazing and changed my world. But um, the, if it sounds insane, in your head, say it out loud. Say it out loud to one person who you trust. Because if it sounds insane, you're doing great. Don't worry about that dream coming to fruition, by the way. Because if you reach for the biggest, most insane dreams, you're going to hit a lot of other killer things along the way, right? If you're, if you're thinking down below, of course, I'm, I know we're, we're, seeing each other so I can do this with my hands. I have to yeah. make sure everyone listening can hear this too. But if you're thinking down, down low, you may reach it. You may reach something, but if you reach really, really high, like if, think about the stars and the sun. I know it's super cheesy, but think really crazy, stupid, big. And then you're going to hit things. You're going to hit a lot of things along the way. Gosh, you may, and you may go to all the way to the end of your life to a hundred and whatever you want to be and never hit that big, massive dream. But then if you actually look back on your life and all the things you were able to do because you were reaching for that dream, huh, amazing. You got to reach for something. Just, just like I said, if it sounds really stupid, because <laughs> that's what I used to say to Cliff. I used to say, I, I can't even say it out loud. Sounds really, I used the word stupid a lot. I was like, it just sounds really stupid. He's like, Mel, just say it. Just say it. Who cares yeah. how stupid it sounds? And then I said it out loud and I was like, that is exactly what I want. If it doesn't sound stupid, it's not big enough. That's, if it doesn't sound stupid, it's not big enough. Put that on a t-shirt, huh? Oh, yes. <laughs> I love that. Melinda, please tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah. I know you, please. Oh, yeah. Okay. So on 
Instagram, I am the real Melinda Strauss, the one and only, the real Melinda Strauss. I'm also the real Melinda Strauss on TikTok, if any of you are on TikTok. Uh, on Facebook, I am just my name, Melinda Strauss. And then I have a website as well, a beautiful website that I just built this past year called melindastrauss.com. So it has all of my food recipes from the last 10 years, 10 years of food blogging. Her hamantashen so, recipe is amazing. <laughs> truth. That is truth. So all of my recipes are on there. I have health information if someone wants to talk about Optavia. Uh, I also have, you know, my conferences I haven't been able to run, but I have that information there. Oh, yeah. I just had a really, it's, I also have lifestyle. Like I, I've been sharing, you know, different links to Amazon and fun things that I love to have in my life, just as much as I can share as possible. So, but the, probably the main place to find me would be Instagram at The Real Melinda Strauss. Nice. So ladies and gentlemen, you want to learn how to dream big, go after your dreams, set goals. Melinda Strauss is the person to follow. Thank you once again. I know it was a short conversation. I mean, it was an hour, but I this can go on and on with you. Yeah, this was so, you could ask questions till the end of time. We're always, <laughs> I'm always happy to talk to you after this too, but this was, yes. you're amazing. This was so good. I Thank hope everybody enjoyed so it. Thank you so much. Oh, I'm sure they will. Thank you so much, Melinda. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in to Soul Sessions with KK. The goal of this podcast is to awaken your soul to different perspectives, perspectives that might be very, very different from yours. And I really, really admire the quote from Pierre K. Avot, Ethics of the Fathers, that says, who is wise? The one who learns from others. That is the goal of this show, for us to learn from other people, because that's what makes us wiser and better people. Anyway, it would mean the world to me if you can leave a review on my podcast. And also, if you want to learn more about what I do, you can check out my Instagram page at coach.kk. See you later.